Wakey, Up and Adam, everybody at attention. This is the most electric podcast in sports betting entertainment. My name is Grant Mitchell, and you are here on the World Sports Network, WSN, listening to Ride the Line. Like I said, the most electric podcast in the sports betting world. I am here to give you my best betting picks for this Wednesday MLB card. Now, normally I would be joined by my partner, Tanner Kern, but he's got some important business to attend to. He is on the move once again. You can never keep this guy on the ground. He is always on the travel, attending to important matters, but we're going to lock these bets in in his absence. And he's going to come back to the show and we're going to give him the good report card. We're going to tell him we went 3-0. Now, allow me to address the elephant in the room. My picks have not been the best over the last couple of weeks. Trust me, I'm harder on me than anybody else ever could be. And I don't take it lightly that those stupid sports books have been getting the better of me. Of course, we, we, I say we, myself and Tanner are both still in the green over the course of these picks and the Ride the Line show. But we want to be doing better than we are. There's no doubt about that. Like I said, in a bit of a mini slump and we are clawing to break out of it. And with the amount of time and attention that I've put into these picks, I have a very strong feeling that some good results are going to be coming our way pretty soon. But guys, as much as I do want to give every one of you these betting picks, and it's not only my job, it's my responsibility to tell each and every one of you to smash that subscribe button. Myself and Tanner, when he's not up in the sky or driving his little car going around to important business, we are here nearly every day a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, giving out our best betting picks. We've got NFL preseason picks on the way on Friday. There is no reason that each and every one of you should not be tuned into this channel, listening to these picks, interacting with us in the comments, joining the community that we are growing and we are going straight to the moon. So if you're not on the ship and you look back a year now and you see you had the opportunity, don't blame us. We tried to warn you. In fact, I'm not even going to do the show until you subscribe. Go, go on, right? Go ahead. It's on you. Did you do it? Okay, now we can proceed. Let's go ahead and get into these MLB betting picks. Now, my favorite pick of the day, we're going to have a couple of no-brainers on this card. That's the theme of these picks. Don't overthink it. Don't reinvent the wheel. So the cavemen already figured out fire. The best things in sliced bread, sliced bread already exists. Don't overthink this. The first pick in this show is the Texas Rangers run line versus the Los Angeles Angels. And the best part about this, right off the bat, you can get it for plus money. At least you can when we're recording this. All the more reason to be subscribed with notifications on. When this show comes out, we can tell you about these types of bets where you're getting positive odds. You can win more than a dollar for every dollar you bet if this bet cashes. And when it comes to the Texas Rangers, there is no reason that you should not be eating that opportunity up right now. Now let me go ahead and jump into this pick. So on the mound for the Angels will be Reed Detmers. He's 2-9. and nine. Red flag. Red flag. 2-9. and nine. With a 527 ERA and a 141 whip. Let me just look at those. 2-9, and nine, that's not good. A 527, that's also not good. And a 141, yeah, that's also pretty terrible. Now he's going against John Gray here of the Rangers, who is 8-5 with a 365 ERA and a 119 whip. Not a Cy Young winner, but certainly putting up much better numbers. Now let's talk more about Detmers here. He's given up seven earned runs in each of his last two starts, and he had a 6-12 ERA last month. And get this, this game is being played in Texas. In Texas, Detmers, on the road this season, has a 6-70 ERA. That's really, really bad. So we've got short-term telling us he's not good, long-term he's not telling us he's not good, 
And then context on the road, he's really bad. Now we can talk about Gray. I will say this. He has been shaky lately. That ERA has been trending up after a solid start to the season. But ever since the trade deadline, the Rangers have the best starting ERA in all of baseball. Of course, Gray is only one piece of that. But the last time we saw him, he did throw a seven-inning shutout. Now, it was against the San Francisco Giants, who were hitting 205 at the plate since the All-Star break. So maybe the value of that isn't as high as it would be if it was against, say, the Astros or the Dodgers or somebody like that. But still, that's going to inspire some confidence in him. He's going back to his home stadium. The Rangers are playing really right, really well right now. you got to think he's going to be at least feeling good about himself by the time the opening pitch goes out. Now, the Rangers lead this series so far 2 to nothing, and they have outscored the Angels by a combined margin of 19-3. to I believe the scores of those games are 7-3 to and 12 to nothing. There is not a whole lot of positives to look at for this Angels team. And I do feel bad for the Angels fans and also to an extent some of their players. Certainly Shohei Otani leading that crop of players. Mike Trout, I feel bad, but he's injured it and he's seen this story before, frankly. The Angels made a very bold move, a very risky move. They could have traded Otani and gotten probably the largest haul in MLB history at the trade deadline. And with him set to become a free agent this summer... It's not. It wasn't a no-brainer, but it was. It, 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 it was certainly there for you to think about. It was a situation you had to at least give some thought to, and they opted not to. They said, "You know what? We're going to take the risk. We're going to be buyers at the deadline. We're going to try to strengthen the team, and we're going to make a real playoff push." And while I admire that ambition, because I hate when front offices, it's one thing to plan for the future. Tanking is is it's a it means you failed as a front office. Yes, it's unavoidable in certain situations, but sometimes front offices just give up on the team completely, and I don't like that. I think that's a, a dereliction of duty. I, I it, it's irresponsible by them. But anyway, I'm getting off track here. The Angels made the move and it hasn't worked out. They've just been losing a lot of games ever since then. And you know what? If Otani walks in the offseason, they're going to have to blow it up even more and it's going to be a long, painful rebuild for them. Now let me get back on track here with the Rangers. They have won 12 of their last 14 games and they have covered in 9 of those 12 wins. So 9 of the last 14 games they have covered against the spread. In those same 14 games, the Angels are only 4-10 and 10 against the spread, which obviously... Not very good. Now, the one thing you can point to with this Rangers team, as good as they have been, their bullpen is always going to be a concern. Since the start of last month, they are 21st in bullpen ERA. However, the Angels are even worse. They're down in the bottom four. They have a bullpen ERA over six since July 1st, which is over a point higher than it is for the Rangers. We are taking the Rangers run line here for the first pick of the show, and we're feeling pretty good about it. Now, let's go to the second pick here. I'm taking the under of eight and a half runs and the Detroit Tigers Minnesota Twins matchup. Now, Kenton Maeda will be the starting pitcher here for the Twins. He's three and seven with a 397 ERA and a 111 whip. Taking on Reese Olsen of the Tigers, who was two and five with a 445 ERA and a 114 whip. Now, here's some here's some numbers that you guys have probably heard me say on this show before if you are longtime subscribers. If you're not, don't know what to tell you. Tanner and I have both been making you money if you have been locked in. So hit that subscribe button. Don't make me go on another rant again. Kente Maeda, if you take out his worst start of the season, and this is just one start in a long season, he gave up 10 earned runs in three innings to the Yankees ago. And, and this was many months ago. 
I, I said Yankees ago. This was many months ago. He gave this up to the Yankees. You take that out. He's got a 275 ERA for the season. Again, it's not like this guy just came back from injury and he only has four starts and we're taking out one, which is 25% of them. He's been there all year. You take out one bad start, he's got a 275 ERA. That is impressive. That's a large sample size telling us that he's consistently been a good pitcher. Now, Olsen, the 445 ERA is a little scary, and in fact, his expected ERA is even higher. It's somewhere in the 47 area. But a 114 whip, that's definitely going to work. And the last time we saw him, even though he's been up and down, and he's given up a lot of runs here and there, he also has his shutouts here and there, but he has given up a lot of runs. The last time we saw him, it was against this same Twins team. He threw a six-inning shutout. Six-inning shutout. And just for, ref for reference, the, the, the Tigers won that game. Did the Tigers win or the Twins win? I actually don't remember. I know the final score is three to nothing. And you know what? When the line is at eight and a half, three to nothing means that cashed with ease. Wasn't even close. And as far as the under goes, it's actually been in favor here for both of these teams. For the Twins, the under has hit in 9 of their last 14. For the Tigers, it's hit in 10 of their last 15, including 5 straight games heading into this matchup. Yesterday's game also ended 5-3, to three, which obviously would have hit the under today. And you know what? It hit yesterday's under as well because that line was also set at 8.5. So for the second pick here, I don't see any way around it. We're taking under 8.5 for Twins-Tigers. Now, we are at the third and final pick here. And like I said earlier, two of our picks are all about simplicity. Don't overthink it. Well, that last one, maybe maybe it's not necessarily overthinking, but it required some research. We had to dive into the numbers. This one is just straight off the top. The Los Angeles Dodgers, minus one and a half versus the Milwaukee Brewers. Clayton Kershaw is going to be on the mound here for the Dodgers. He's 10 and four with a 251 ERA and a 103 whip. Going against Wade Miley of the Brewers, who is 6-2 with a 2.90 ERA and a 113 whip. Now, Kershaw had a month and a half off. He just came back. He had one start. He gave up uh, one earned run and five innings in his return. So this isn't the initial return start where we're worried about the cobwebs and all that. He proved that, yes, he is still that guy. And it is important to note that in the month where he got injured, he had five starts. And he had a 1.09 ERA in that month. So he was locked in going into the injury. There's a little bit of concern, but he comes out one earned run in five innings. You'll definitely take that. Now, Miley, I do have to give him this. The guy has been dialed all the way in as of late. In his last three starts, which comprises 16 innings, he's only given up two earned runs. So credit where credit is due. I'm giving you a round of applause, Wade Miley. I know you're watching the show. But this is a big but. The Brewers have been beating up on a lot of bad teams. A lot of bad teams. If you look at their recent series, they played the White Sox, the Rockies, the Pirates, the Nationals. They should be winning those games. The last time they faced a good team, just so happened to be the Braves, who are definitively one of the two best teams in baseball, probably the best team in baseball right now. But the last time they faced a good team was the Braves. They lost all three games in the series, and they didn't cover a single time. Now, who was I just talking about there? I said the Braves are definitively a top two team. Who's the second best team right now? Maybe the best, but probably the second best. It's the Dodgers. And you know what? Yes, you can look at the Braves and say that's a high bar to clear. Well, you're back at that high bar. The Dodgers are a very good team. Now, if you look at yesterday's game, what happened? It was close early on, but then the Dodgers score five runs and I believe it was the sixth inning. It was the fifth of the sixth, and they blow it open in the middle of the game. Even if Miley comes out and he shoves once again, 
I, I think something very similar could happen here. I also don't think the Brewers, if the Dodgers, whether the Dodgers score early or late, because they will score, whether they score early or late, I don't think the Brewers are in a great spot to respond. Yes, I know they have been scoring lately, but again, they've been facing awful teams and awful pitchers, and now you're going against Clayton Kershaw, the best pitcher of the generation. The Dodgers' bullpen is up to second in ERA since the start of July, and the Dodgers, like I said, they can score. The Brewers can't on the road. They're 23rd in road scoring so far this season. I think that it's just, again, it's just all about simplicity. You don't need to think too hard. Of course, it's it's good to do your research and dive into these numbers that I'm sharing with you. But you know the Dodgers are better than the Brewers. You know the Brewers aren't great on the road. You know that Wade Miley is the ace, but Clayton Kershaw is even better for the Dodgers. You know the Dodgers' bullpen is better. So what advantage do the Brewers have in this game? It's not recent precedent because even though they were on that hot streak, they lost to the Dodgers yesterday. What is there to point to for the Brewers here? I don't really know. Now, this isn't... Fully the same as the Rangers because we're not getting plus money for this one. But we are at minus 105 on the spread or the run line, which means that this is still a more profitable pick than the Brewers plus one and a half if it does end up hitting. And I have a strong feeling that it will hit. So for the first pick, we have the Rangers minus one and a half versus the Los Angeles Angels. The second pick, we're taking under eight and a half in the Twins-Tigers matchup. And the third pick is the Dodgers minus one and a half versus the Milwaukee Brewers. Guys, that is going to do it for my picks here on the wonderful Wednesday episode of Ride the Line. Tanner Kern will be back and joining me in the flesh on Friday for our NFL preseason betting picks. But until then, make sure that you guys have liked this video. Drop some comments right now. First of all, predict my record today. One and two, two and one, three, no, own three. What is it? Let me know. Maybe maybe it's maybe we get a couple of pushes in there. I don't even know how that's possible because it's actually it's impossible for all of these. But leave your comments. Let me know what you think I'm going to be. And let myself and Tanner know, because he will be reading these comments, what your favorite play of the day is going to be. We will be responding to all comments. Guys, I'm going to go ahead and get on out of here. That was Ride the Line, the most electric podcast in sports betting entertainment. Me and Tanner will see you soon on Friday for another episode.